Welcome to Hospitality Daily. I'm your host, Josiah McKenzie. Today is Earth Day, and I'm excited to bring you a special episode on sustainability. Last week, the Michelin Guide had a feature article on how San Francisco leads the way in sustainability, so I wanted to speak with Michael Pace, a hotel general manager who has been a pioneer of much of that across multiple hotels and brands here in this city. Today, Michael is the general manager of the iconic Mark Hopkins Hotel at the top of Knob Hill, but he was previously a GM with Kimpton Hotels, where he co-created the company's Earth Care program, which quickly became one of the leading environmental programs in the hospitality industry. In this episode, we're going to talk about what that included, how they scaled it, and how to make the business case for sustainability. But we're going to begin with a slightly unexpected way the whole thing got started. Here's Michael. My first general manager position with Kimpton Hotels was at a little hotel called the Monticello in downtown San Francisco, 91 rooms. And, and I remember going to work every day and a couple of times in a row, I was sidestepping a homeless person sleeping outside the hotel. And it really irritated me. It bothered me that this person was lying on the street in my way. And after I was in my office, I was thinking, God, I'm such a not good person to think like that. Here I am in my nice suit, living the American dream. I'm a gym of a hotel. And I'm irritated at somebody who obviously has an issue and needs some help. And that kind of triggered a thought in me is I need to do something. So my sustainability actually started from a community perspective. I found some organizations that were working with the homeless community, and I began donating items from the hotel, you know, used items that were in good condition, whether it was bedding or terries or uniforms or even food and so on. And... That led into then recycling and sustainability and e-waste and energy reduction. It just kept growing. But that was a trigger point for me is I, I felt that I needed to be more part of the solution and part of the community and not just live in my la-la land of, hey, I made it so good for me. You know, That's interesting to think about a journey to sustainability starting with a community outlook where there's something bigger than ourselves and you want to be a part of that. You want to contribute to that. Can you tell me a little bit more how this went from a set of things you were doing at your hotel to what took place in the weeks and months that followed at Kimpton more broadly? Right. So so I, I began working with community outreach. Uh, I met a very influential and lovely lady. Her name is Jolie Carter. She is at the downtown Hilton in Union Square. And her job at Hilton was just to coordinate between the nonprofits and different hotels. So I joined her organization and she introduced me to a lot of people and she really helped me kind of grow my passion for working that way. She's, she's an amazing woman, We're still friends to this day. Uh, but anyway, so moving forward, then I moved to a couple of other hotels. And I was running a, a hotel for Kimpton called the Triton. It's at the Chinatown Gates in San Francisco. Really funky, cool hotel. Uh, but the top floor was an eco-friendly floor, which was pretty you know, ahead of its time. What did that mean? Well, we had these compact fluorescent light bulbs that were like all new and exciting and we had something called low VOC paint, which is now standard, low volatile organic compounds. In other words, no chemicals in the paint, so no off-gassing. Recycled cans in the rooms, bulk dispensers. I mean, we're talking about the early 2000s. And the more I thought about what does the hotel really stand for, you know, and we had these themed suites with a Carlos Santana suite, and we had red hot chili peppers, and it was a very cool hotel. I kept going back to the earth floor, you know, the, the eco floor, and I was thinking, why don't we just bring it down to the whole hotel? People love it. They always request those rooms, but we're not really promoting it. So I said, I'm just going to green the hotel. So let me just take what we have on the seventh floor and bring it all the way down. And that's when I began learning about energy efficiency and what does VOC mean in a paint and 
how does it work and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and recycling, working with the Department of the Environment here. And I greened the hotel and we had a big event on Earth Day at the hotel. And some of my bosses at Kimpton said, well, this is really cool what you're doing. Let's see if we can expand it. And we created a working group. And before long, we had Earth Care and we took a lot of the best practices in the hotel and got other people's suggestions and ideas from other hotels. People were all excited and it became this company-wide program. So before I knew it, I was going to conferences and speaking and I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is not my expertise, it's my passion. Uh, but, you know, again, part of the excitement of just figuring stuff out along the way. What's interesting to me how this started with a floor, right? And mm -hmm. as much as we may want to change everything at once, sometimes it starts small and then you expanded it from there and then it grew from there. What advice would you have for our listeners who are thinking about sustainability initiatives and how to scale them organizationally or in a bigger context? Yeah, I, th I think you need to know, you don't need to know how to do it because we're not experts in energy management or, you know, or water conservation. But if we understand what we need to do, just get a basic plan put together and create a vision and a mission for what you want to do in your hotel. Like, what do we want to achieve? What do we aspire to be? And have that be the framework around which you develop the plan. And then dive into it, create a green committee, get outside help to help you start figuring stuff out and tackle it step by step. Don't try to do everything at once. Get your to-do list, get your short and long-term goals And then just start chipping away at one little thing and celebrate it. Because if you do one thing well and celebrate it, the staff gets motivated and they feel part of the process. And then the second initiative, they're going to be quicker to get involved and it grows. But what I realized was when we did Earth Care, because I had this hotel that was working really well with sustainability, I thought we could just push it out and tell every GM in the company, these are the recycle cans you're going to use. They work for me. They must use work for you. And I got a little foot pushback. One, they weren't being involved. Two, every city and state had different recycling programs. Three, they didn't like the ugly cans in the rooms, you know. So I really have to go back and refigure how fast you go and, and how do you get a slower progress but longer, long-term results. It's effectively thinking how do we get people to get buy-in? Were there other factors that were useful as you got other people on board with this? Lots of things. A lot of politicking, I would call it, you know, so you can't just tell everybody to do something because you think it's an idea, a great idea. And I tend to be an impulsive person. Uh, I'm very passionate. I'm very creative. I'm not saying my creativity is always great, but I'm creative. So sometimes I have to be <laughs> held in check. Um, but what I realized was that if you have an idea or a passion, if you think it makes sense, And you, and you want to drive it, you could build a collaboration and a consensus and buy-in from all key stakeholders. And what I realized was, first of all, is tailoring your message to your audience. So, you know, I realized early on, just because I thought, for example, that a recycling can in every room is the right thing to do, not only was I upsetting the other GMs, but the design folks were getting really upset because they're like, oh my goodness, this does not tie into our design ethics. So I realized, oh, I've got to modify my message to them. Talk about design. Okay, how about we design a trash can? Never thought about that. So we actually made a custom, we customized uh, a Kimpton trash can. I still have one in my ho at home, actually. Uh, so I realized, oh, okay, tell a message to the audience. So I talk to the design guys, get them involved, let them create something that is part of the design. 
So now it's a win-win because now they can support it and promote it. Um, also, who are you talking to? So if I am talking to fellow passionate sustainability uh, champions, we can talk about saving the world and puppies and get plastic out of the water. It feels good. Great. We're all on board. Ownership, show me the money. So I realized when I go to ownership, I'm not going to talk about cleaning the beaches. I'm going to say, hey, if we do this, I can save you so much money. Tell me a little bit more about making the business case because this feels like a big sticking point. What I've realized is when I have an idea that we want to roll out, there's usually a cost involved. So to ownership, I want to show why it's good for their business. I'm either going to make more money for them with this program or I'm going to save money or, or I am going to increase the value of their asset. So with recycling, I could tell them, hey, if we recycle X percent more, I can save you X amount on the bottom line, right? If uh, you invest, you know, $100,000 in a piece of equipment that is more energy efficient than the existing one, there's a return of an investment of, let's say, three years. And after that, you're going to save 20000 a year. So in five years, it's paid itself off or whatever the formula is. That gets their attention. Um if you're talking to people at the Department of the Environment, for example, or, or other people who are passionate, we're going to be talking not about dollars, but about how good it feels, you know, or the health benefits for our employees. If we are eliminating volatile organic compounds, going chemical-free to the cleaning products, or having better paints, or using natural products so that the air that they're breathing is better for them. So just tailoring that message. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years, and more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. 
please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you, and what we covered in the show can help them, as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you here tomorrow. 